Yeah. I need all the wins. Yeah. Ain't no L's. I gotta get a no call to quit. Yeah. Gotta keep on moving no matter how hard it gets. Yeah. Better move out the way cause I'm coming with harder hits. My head is as hard as a brick but I'm harder than hard it is. You. Better move. You might get knocked out. What is going on, everybody, and welcome to the Designated Spitters. We are back and ready to roll. First and foremost, Derek, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. As we said before, baseball's back, but now I feel like I'm even in more in the swing of things because baseball has got me angry again. So now, <laughs> now I really feel like you're mid-season I am, form. <laughs> I'm in mid-season form. The voice, I'm finding something with the voice to keep it strong. So it's slowly getting to where I feel like, all right, I could just scream and, and go nuts every now and then when I have to. But yeah, it's getting there. I'm, fi I'm finding the right rhythm for it. But I had a good little game today. Yeah, I mean, I mean Garrett Cole was decent. Yeah, Cole, Cole uh, he showed up. Yeah, he's kind of putting the... Uh... The home run thing in the rear view mirror. I mean, he's he, no home runs through four starts. I was about to say, yeah, man. Um, I, I didn't want to. I was when I was live when I I was gonna look it up. I said, I don't remember him giving a home run up at all. And then I said, I don't want to say nothing because knowing <laughs> my luck, once I say it, he's gonna hit a home run. So thankfully, he has not. Um, and we're gonna get to Garrett Cole. We're gonna talk about that. But again, chat, thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you guys. Do us a favor and smash that like button. Hit it up. We're closing in on 100 people already here. Uh, so hit that like button, and we're going to get right into the show right now. Because guess what, everybody? After this, I'm going to go see Super Mario Brothers. Okay? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's it. Damn right. I, I got Super Mario on my mind, guys. So I'm pumped up. I'm ready to rock and roll. And we're going to get right into it. Let's, let's jump right into the first topic. And, of course, that has to do with our friend Giancarlo Stan. The Yankees are going to miss G for a little bit of time as it is reported he has a grade 2 uh, strain. This is from Marley Rivera. She says, after undergoing imaging earlier Sunday, Giancarlo Stan has been diagnosed with a grade 2 left hamstring strain. Sources tell ESPN. So, Derek, with that being said, I saw some people going, ah, that's two to four weeks. No, it's not. That's a four yeah. to six week thing if it's a grade two, if not longer. When are you expecting him to be back? What is today? April 15th? Uh, so, let's say somewhere between June 1st and June 15th would be my yeah. estimation. Eight weeks would be probably about right because he's going to have to take some rehab games. Yep. He's going to have to do the baseball activities. He's going to be shut down for a while. For a while, yeah. And and he's one of these guys that he re-injures himself all the time. So they're going to be super, super careful with him. I mean, this guy's legs are just dog shit, man. What Toast, is wrong man. with this guy? They're you know what it is? I mean, look, um, everybody talks very, very highly of him. Uh, when, when I spoke to Ozzie Guillen specifically about him, I just asked him. I said, you know, what is the issue there? One, apparently, which I think we know, and and – I, I don't want anybody to feel like Ozzy Guillen, you know, degraded Stan. He loved him. He said Stan's a great guy, great teammate, and just a great person. One, he's a party animal. I don't know if that has anything to do or has carried over to New York. I don't know. But two, the turf on his knees. Uh, I've been told his knees are absolutely shot. 
Mm-hmm. And I know people, you know, say the same thing, and I get it. I, I get it. I get you want him out there. You want him running around. You want him to be on his legs a little more because you would hope that maybe prevents injuries. I just feel like this guy can't be on his legs much more than he is. I, I mean, I don't know how much more you could baby a guy. Uh, right. G is just injury prone. Th- those legs are really beat up. Staying healthy is a skill. I mean, some guys just can't do it. Remember Slade Heathcott just oh, came up. Yeah. All, all the talent in the world couldn't stay healthy. Greg Bird can't stay healthy. Yeah. Miguel yeah. Lindu. Some guys just have problems. It's just, you know, it's a, a combination of, you know, DNA or, or, or genetics. Yeah. And, you know, probably a little bit of bad luck. Probably had a mm-hmm. tough injury somewhere. And I just don't think there's any fixing it. I think I think what you got to do is just turn this guy into Nelson Cruz. Say D, just DH and jog. I don't. I don't want you going. If you hit the ball off the yeah. fence, and you get um, stuck at first base, okay. we're not going to give you a hard time about it. <laughs> right. You know, because I love the hustle from everybody. And, and and honestly, I thought it was gone, so I don't blame him. I, the whole ballpark thought that ball was gone. I don't yeah, blame yeah, him yeah, for oh, kind yeah. of taking it easy yeah. out of the box. He I still like ended was, up on second too. Yeah, so he's on way, second. So. If he had gotten thrown out, maybe this is a thing. Thrown out and get yeah. hurt. That's a bad. That's a bad right. look. But the, I don't know. Maybe it was spin. Maybe it was off the end of the bat. I don't know. But the the point is, uh, the guy hammered the baseball. I'd be okay if he ended up on first, you know, on the and, and just stayed in the line. I, I understand. You can't run. That's just how it is. Fact, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, <clears throat> look, when G's on the field, he's been productive. Uh, to start this year, you know, I was laughing because I made a video about his sample size of not striking out. And then ever since I made the video, he just keeps striking out. But he's still been extremely productive. I mean, and that's the thing about Giancarlo Stanton. And and the point you bring up makes all the sense in the world. He just got to be one of those guys right now where, look, you're not an outfield option. You're just not. I mean, the best thing you can do is be on this field. And the only way that we feel is best to keep you on the field is if, as you said, you DH... Hit a long ball, hit a ball in the gap. If it's not a jogging double, to hell with it. Leave it at a single. Yeah. If we got to pinch run you late in games all the time, which they were already doing, Yeah. I, we're okay with that too. But we cannot afford to continuously have you on the IL. And there right. might not be much you could do about it, to be fair. Because at some point playing baseball, you got to run. You got to move a little <laughs> bit. And he, he got hurt last year, if you remember. Remember he hurt his leg swinging yeah. last year. So I'm just like, I don't know how much bubble wrap we have yeah. in the world. I mean, when you, guy. when you get hurt doing baseball shit, I mean, it's one thing if you got to make a funky slide right. or you, you collide with somebody right. or you run into a wall. Like, I, I'm okay with that. If you take a swing and a, on a changeup and tear your bicep, it's like, come on. There was Remember that the first time he faced John Means? It was I think it was the first game of the season in April a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. Struck out on a changeup out for six out. weeks. Yeah, you know, I mean, jogging onto the field essentially in, in spring training a couple of years ago, just yeah. little things. I mean, I, you, his his hamstrings, they must be like tighter than freaking <laughs> <Bro>. violin wire. <laughs> I'm I mean, laughing because <laughs> I wish I had the tweet in front of me. Somebody showed, um, I guess it, I, it was either like a, a drumstick or it was a drumstick of some sort of animal. Mm-hmm. And he lifted up, banged it on the table, and he said, this is Giancarlo Stanton's legs, and it just melted off of him. <laughs> it just fell right off the bone. Oh, man. And it's like, unfortunately, that's G. And look, you know, a, a lot of times we want to find things to blame. We want to find, is it the training staff? Are they doing this? Are they doing that? I just think it's it's as simple as, look, 
Giancarlo Stan is a physical specimen. He works out a ton. It's obvious. His muscles are, are, are tight. And he's just a guy at this point that's injury prone. His knees are beat up from playing on turf all that time. He was a very good outfielder. He plays the game hard in the sense that he, you could tell he wants to be out there. He's very accountable. I can't hate the guy. I can't find a reason to dislike him. I could be upset about his injuries. But man, oh man. I mean, G has been accountable on every single thing that's ever happened. Uh, never runs away from the media. Is always there. I just wish that this guy could stay healthy because... This lineup needs him, and now they may not have him for six weeks plus. And it's at this point, is this mean? Does this mean we're going to get more Aaron Hicks? Are we just going to have more and more Aaron Hicks in our face? So Hicks was what over three today with three strikeouts. One of those was a bad call by the umpire, but I feel like he's so. It's, it's, it's the he, one I'm showing right now on the screen. I believe is the bad he, call one. He's so far gone, man. You know when I heard. Uh, Oswald Peraza was in the ballpark this morning. I saw the tweet, Oswald Peraza's in the ballpark, and I was like, oh, no, something happened to Anthony Volpe. But then I remembered that Stanton got pinch run for, and I said, well, maybe it makes sense to call up Peraza for, for Stanton, and right. that's what it is. But with Donaldson coming back, I wonder if they're going to send Peraza back down. Yeah, they already said it, and that was one oh, of my geez. beefs. That was one of my beefs today and why I put out the tweet I put out. And I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and uh, cut over to that first tweet. I think I got both of them. Yeah. So let me go to this one first. This is uh, regarding Oswald Peraza. Uh, let me flip over to that real quick. So my tweet about Peraza is rather simple. I said, the treatment of Peraza so far by the Yankees management is borderline criminal. I did put the laugh out loud after that because obviously, you know, it's a joke. There's meaning to it, but not criminal. They really treat the kid as if he's a role player and not one of baseball's top prospects. And that I do mean. That I do mean 100%. During last year, and I, I just want to go by what evidence I have of this. So if anybody goes, ah, Pete, that's unfair. Well, here's my evidence. Let me present my case. Last year, Oswald Peraza got called up. Not because I believe the Yankees wanted them to. I believe they called him up because Aaron Boone made an ass out of himself. <laughs> and I spoke about this many times. He was going around every media possible. Talking about how great IKF is. And everybody's giving him shit back going, what are you watching? <laughs> and all of a sudden, if you remember, it came out of nowhere. Peraza gets called up. And he's up in the majors. To the point, he's also not even starting. They yeah. don't start. They refuse to play him. Boone came out and goes, oh, well, you know, he's uh, he'll get experience, you know, just being up here. It's a good experience for him. Some truth to that, understandable, but being a top prospect... You want them up and you want them playing. Here comes spring training. I put out another tweet going, I don't like that Aaron Boone has decided to shit on Peraza. Everybody got mad at me. Oh, but I thought that's what you want Boone to do. Yes, but I want it to be an overall thing. You can't do it on one guy and let Hicks, IKF, Donaldson, all these guys off the hook all the time. Peraza again gets the blunt of, of the, the brunt of negative energy from Boone. Whatever. Then he gets called up today, and the first comment I read is from Aaron Boone is, when Donaldson's back on Tuesday or Wednesday, we're sending him back down. Oh, rough. Not even a, well, maybe he'll start a game. We don't know how long he'll be up, but he's going to get some time to play. Simply, when Donaldson's back, he's gone. And I I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it at this point. Well, that this is a top 50 prospect in Major League Baseball, and the Yankees are just shitting on this kid left and right. At least they're being honest with us this time and, and saying they're going to, you know, True. dick him over. I, I'm surprised he came out and said that. I, I didn't hear it. 
But, um, you know, first of all, Peraza is a better player than Donaldson, in my opinion, at this point. No and, and, no and I think, you know, he should have an he should have every opportunity to play while he's on the roster. Oh, Boone, by the way, said he has no chance of third base either. They wouldn't yeah, play him at third base. That's dumb. I mean, look, I get it. You got three different third basemen that have pretty good gloves. Uh, I guess he's there to back up Glaber. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. They're mistreating him. But there's no – I don't think that Peraza is necessarily, like – it's, the Peraza situation is a symptom of a larger problem, which is that this whole roster was constructed wrong <laughs> yes. in the first place. I'm going to get you know, to that next. There's no fucking reason for Hicks and, and Donaldson to even be here anymore. God, oh That's God. two roster spots that ha should have young players. When Stanton got hurt, I, I think the first move that I would have made would be to just cut Aaron Hicks completely. Thank you. And call up Andres Chaparro to take his 40-man roster spot because he's Thank been you. absolutely killing it. Capture the the red hot bat yep. and just see if he can ambush the league. I mean, he's an unranked prospect. He's been absolutely killing the ball. He, he's, he seems like he's one of these guys that's taking strides. That would have been the, the sort of the obvious move. Instead, you're taking Peraza out of the lineup today to come up and essentially be a backup for a, for a day. They're off tomorrow. Yep. And then, so he's going to be out. You're disrupting his rhythm. He's going to be out of the lineup for three or four days. And then apparently Donaldson comes back on uh, Wednesday, maybe Wednesday, you know? yeah. Thursday. Yep. And you know, that's even, if you that's... Play, even if you play Peraza on Tuesday, he hasn't taken a swing in three or four days. What do you expect? That's right. And it's just unbelievable. And, and this, is, uh, this is the tweet that I was referencing. Uh, the Yankees are prioritizing Hicks, JD, and IKF over Peraza, Dunham, and Chaparro, who would all make this team much more exciting and fun to watch. The Yankees are an ass-backwards organization. And Derek, I just... Some, some, some things like this, you really just got to come out and say. And look, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot of people out there that... Disagreed with that. And thank you to Frankie, by the way, because I put another tweet out saying, I mean, the Yankee propaganda machine is working because people think like the Yankees are the Royals. And they can't simply just say, hey, Hicks, we're paying you already, but you shouldn't take up the spot no more, so we got to bite the bullet. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the Yankees overnight just simply go, we're going to cut all of our deadwood. They could, but I don't expect them to. You know what I expected, Derek? And you already just alluded to it. I expected that when the last out was made, the Yankees had a plan. Four months. Four months. They had a plan to maybe sit there and go, Hicks and IKF shouldn't be here. Yeah. If we do believe in Donaldson, if we do think that his glove is good enough for us to go with another year, okay. If that's what you want to do. Hell, if you said that with IKF, okay. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, Derek, that they're all back... And they've all been unproductive so far. Yeah. It's early, I get it. But Hicks looks horrible. Hicks is hitting 136. He struck out eight times and walked once. And, and walking is like the best part of his game. Yep. Uh, 174 on base percentage, 136 slugging. So all of his hits have been singles. Uh, you know, when you talk about choosing, you know, who you're going to roll with of this trio. If you're not going to get rid of all three of them, I think the guy I would have stuck with is ICAF because he's that third catcher, right? And none of the other two guys yeah. can give you that. So that's that's like a value. That's a valuable disagree. piece that I don't mind. You know, you pay a little bit high of a price for a utility guy, six million, but you're really paying for that third emergency yeah. catcher. It's kind of got a way where you got to look at it. I Donaldson, I think it's been clear to everybody that his bat was just done. Uh, we saw a little bit in spring training of of some stuff, but then when it came to the the regular season, he's still doing the same shit. And then Hicks, I mean, he's just a 
the fact that he's still on this I'm, roster I'm shocked, man. is really one am. of the most unbelievable things in my 35 years as a fan. This guy is so obviously done. Obviously Derek, done. Derek, my, my wife is just now into baseball. Right? She watches every game because obviously she's moderating. She syncs things up. She puts videos out for me. I asked her today. I said, you know Aaron Hicks. She knows all the players now. I said, if you, you obviously never watched baseball. Out of all the people you've watched the Yankees bat, is he the worst guy that you've seen play? And she said, flat out, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I'm shocked that he's on the New York Yankees of all teams. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there, there's your great answer. Yeah. I am shocked he's on the New York Yankees of all teams. Fans out there who are telling me and Derek and whoever else says these things, but they're owed money. How can they get rid of them? Again, let me rephrase what I just said. They are the New York Yankees. Right. One, their salaries are already in the books. That doesn't change. Their salaries are there. It's obvious if we are to believe anything. Joe Sherman, by the way, put this out a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you saw it, Derek, but there was apparently, I don't know if I believe this, apparently there was a trade on the table that would have sent Hicks to the Rockies for 50% of his salary paid by the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees rejected it because they felt he would do better this year than last year. Ugh. And they'd rather just try to play him. So anybody anybody who knows about that, we actually talked about that a while when it was released. But you could go look that up. Joel Sherman put that out. That was just a couple of weeks back. But my, my beef, again, is roster construction. And I'm sorry, but I give Brian Cashman his credit. I give him credit when he finds that little piece. But what is the process? What is the process that he's talking about? What, what is that? If I could ask him one thing, I would say, Brian, do me a favor. Can we break down the process yeah. on paper? Who's the, involved in this process? What is it? The process is just like this abstract theory that seems to, to be, you know, in the cloud somewhere uh, where, well, look, it's a combination of analytical people, baseball people, George's leftover people, Brian's new hires out of Fordham. Everybody's got to work, you know, work there right. who comes from Fordham. Uh, I feel like it's a classic case of too many cooks in the kitchen. I think that's mm. the process. Mm, that's I, I, I feel like they, uh, they need to maybe, maybe streamline the process a little bit. Like we've talked about many times, there needs to be somebody at the top setting the direction. And I don't feel like Howe is involved at a granular granular level to set the direction. I feel like Howe is there for things like, well, let's make investment opportunities. Let's close the deal on Judge with a phone call, mm -hmm. yada, yada, yeah. yada. Let's let's make sure that we get the right VIPs at the stadium and <laughs> all, all that all that type of business stuff. But there needs to be a a baseball system in place that's cutting edge. You know, you got the resources. To go beyond what the Dodgers do, to go beyond what Bingo. the Rays do, there's no reason any of the great baseball minds in the world should be working anywhere but for the New York fucking Yankees. Yeah. And the fact that they are or that they're going to other organizations is a red flag, first of all. Uh, and, and this mysterious process, I, I feel like if you can't quantify it somehow and it's just this, this vague this vague representation of the system, you know, the gears grinding, mm -hmm. then it's not really a process. A process is something that's very systematic, you know, Correct. very exactly. streamlined, and this is not that. And there's an end goal. 
And according to Brian Cashman himself, his own words, the end goal doesn't mean the process, if the end goal is not a win, that doesn't mean the process isn't working. Which to me is why you have a process. Yeah. Because you look for a specific result. Now we do know the Yankees can't win every year. We understand that as fans. But to convince me that there's a process and that we are indeed a World Series caliber team every single year. Derek, yeah. I'm sorry. I can't see guys like <laughs> Elijah Dunham. I can't see Shaparos, even just based on spring training. Yeah. Even just based on that. I can't see a a, a a team that really is in it to win it that says these guys are better. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We know what we're doing here. Well, they must have some kind of stat casting that they're going by, the metrics that, that they don't like, because the guys are putting up good AAA numbers. They look comfortable. And like we said, they look good in, in spring training. Look, we know that uh, there's a certain degree of chance when you reach the postseason yep. that any any team can win it. But given how often the Yankees are in the postseason, I feel like they're doing worse than chance at going all the way, which True. I feel like it's a statistical anomaly in the wrong direction. And yep. you can say, well, you know, early on in their franchise, you know, if you look at the the whole history of the franchise, they did better than average, obviously, but there were less teams and they had the most money. So you expected them to do what they did. Nowadays, I mean, yeah, the game is a little bit different. You have all this luxury taxes and 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 revenue sharing and uh, all the competitive balance measures that have been put into play to kind of counteract the Yankees being able to to get that advantage. But I still see teams like the Dodgers going out there and and doing what it needs to to get Damn the right. the young players and to to extend guys. I see the the Mets cutting Robinson Cano when they owe him money. It's like the Braves. Right, the Braves, yeah. Braves calling up somebody from single A last year, uh, yeah. Michael Harris, I think. Yeah. You know, and then we see guys like the Martian and, and, and Spencer jo Jones. Well, first of all, Spencer Jones doesn't belong in single A no, at this point. Be, I, I was telling people the other day, like, Pete, when is he coming up? I said, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me if we hear a notification on that anytime soon. Dude, we should do a, a designated spit as from a Somerset game. Uh, that would be awesome. We with, probably uh, set that up, actually. Yeah, we, with, with we fucking... Could. With Dominguez and Spencer Jones, yeah. maybe get They're like be a, there, man. That outfield soon is going to be better than the Yankees outfield. It's going to be Dominguez <laughs> yeah. in left, Jones in center, Everson Pereira in right, and rehab, rehabbing John Carlos Stanton at DH. <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky enough, if you really want to see him in a oh, couple man. of days, Somerset, you get to see Josh Donaldson. So hey, yeah. <laughs> best of luck to you guys. Have the beers ready that day. You might need quite a bit of them. But uh, I mean, I mean that that that's. That that's my rant on that. I mean, it, it comes down again to roster construction. It, it just it, it just bothers me as a fan that I know we could be watching a much more exciting pro uh, product, but it's like the people at the top are just sitting there going, "You guys don't know as much as we do." You know, not at all. And I'm not saying that we do. I'm not saying that we have the ins and outs of what's happening behind the scenes. I understand that, but the fact of the matter is, we see what happens on the field. We right. see what happens on the field. We see the responses. Sometimes that boon gives and you go, whoa, what, what, That's, what are you doing here? Can, can I interrupt for a second? That's something that really bothers me. And I talk about this on my channel all the time. New Yorkers more so than any other fan base, I think, just because of the nature of, you know, who, who they are, where they're from and, 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 you know, the, the people they grow up with and they have a very finely calibrated bullshit detector. Yep. And when Aaron Boone speaks he doesn't realize that our bullshit detectors are just going beep, 
happy? Bingo. He doesn't. You can't bullshit a bullshitter, right? That's right. And and that's that, right. and he, you can't piss on a New Yorker and tell us it's raining. And that's what he tries to do. And that's what drives me nuts about Aaron Boone. Yep. Uh, we got a super chat from my man Anthony Garcia. He says Mets traded James McCann for a player to be named later, and he was still owed a little over twenty million for two years. That's because they got rid of him. They just dumped him out. They DFA'd him, and they were able to trade him to. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles, but this is not an uncommon thing. And for some reason, a lot of Yankee fans believe it's never happened before. Hell, Derek, what, what, what year was it when the Boston Red Sox were like, we're going to sign all these guys, and they were like, oh, we're going to trade them all to the Dodgers. Oh, Remember, yeah. um, they traded everybody. Carl Crawford, um, Gonzalez, David the Price, first baseman. Yeah, Adrian Gonzalez, David Price, and Carl Crawford. Crawford. And they basically just unloaded the salaries for practically yes. nothing. Yeah, for nothing. nothing at all. They're like, if you guys just want to take them off the books, we'll give them away. And I'm just like, you know, for some reason, fans just don't believe it is possible that the Yankees... I got one guy tell me today, yeah, people, the Yankees are stuck with these guys. There's nothing they could do about it. And he even you, said, he even said their money's already on the books. So I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. They could. They you're, could you're stuck with their you're money. Out. You're stuck that's, with their money. You're not right. stuck with the players. That's right. That's right. So so here's here's uh, an interesting concept that a few people have brought up on my channel which is what if the Yankees were to package a prospect with a with a Hicks and a Donaldson yeah, or something like that? Of course. Uh, who would you be comfortable giving up in order to just somebody to just say, "All right, I'll take Donaldson, I'll take Hicks, but you got to give me Spencer Jones or you got to give me Roderick Arias." I'd be totally fine with dealing Roderick Arias and just you know, you invested that money Are you but talking you about short do yeah. we get rid of both of them? Both yeah. guys? Get rid of both guys, but you got to give up Ooh. a top prospect. I'll give them Pereira, and I love him. But we got too much outfield prospects as it is. Yeah, with, do an with, Everson Pereira type deal. Why not? With Dominguez and Jones, I think Pereira would fit. I, that you know, But would Pereira be worth that amount? You know, It, it might have to be somebody it like a Roderick. top who, guy, yeah. You know? That's a tough one. But even like, you know, just, just – um, and I want people to understand this too, guys. I'm literally here talking about the youth that we all want to see. I'm not saying go out there and trade a contract for a contract, get Hicks gone, and go ahead and put, you know, uh, uh, some other outfielder that's older and doesn't really have it. Elijah Dunham had a great spring. He's hitting 286 right now in, in, in AAA. Four doubles, one home run, good speed, very solid defender in the outfield. And I'm also not saying that this guy should start every day. But in a revol the, the way they got Aaron Hicks in there taking up a spot, I'd much rather give it to a young prospect, a young player, who has good speed, good defense, much more athletic, um, could pop one every now and then. And it's more exciting. I mean, really, guys, who would we want? Would we not want to see a couple of games a week, Andre Shaparo coming up yeah. for the Yankees right now? Just for the excitement of it. Yeah. We're done well, past these guys. It's exciting to, to think about those young players. If they come up and they stink, you know, like Estevan Floreal did, it can be ex extremely frustrating yeah. as and well. it happens. We know that too. That, that yeah. That's a part of life of the minor leagues of young guys coming up. But I think just in terms of watching, you know, I'd rather watch Elijah Dunham take at-bats and try and adjust to major league pitching than watch Aaron Hicks do the same shit, yep. you know? I'd rather watch Chaparro, uh, you know, come up and, and try and hit some nukes then you know, watch Donaldson take take at bats. You know, so yeah, no, and and 
And even like Yankees Farm in here said, who, by the way, is a great channel. If you guys are not subscribed to Yankees Farm, great channel. Do it. we're doing great work together. He's doing amazing work also on NYYNewsTV.com, the Farm Report. There is no other site out there giving you the video of that day plus the whole entire recap on the minor league system. So that that's our nightly. That is Dane, and that is, of course, Yankees Farm. So get him. let's get him to 1,000 subs. He's almost there. Um, But, yeah, man, I mean... That, that that's that's my only beef overall is that a lot of times we want these young guys up and people scream about it and they want them up and then the season comes in and they just eat up the propaganda of ah no you know they're stuck with these guys they have to deal with them and they don't they don't really have to they don't really have to but moving on from that we had a start today from our ace Garrett Ooh. Cole that was phenomenal Nine innings pitched. Yes, it was a complete game shutout from Garrett Cole. Two hits, one walk, 10 Ks. Derek, would I be insane to say that this is Garrett Cole from his last year from Houston? Well, he's looking like that, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, he's having his best year as a Yankee so far without the sticky stuff. I mean, he had a stretch with the sticky stuff right before they banned it. You remember yeah. everybody was, yeah, there was, was like, there's something like eight no hitters in 10 yeah. days or some ridiculous. Yeah. You know, people going out there with super glue and just <laughs> <laughs> gorilla glue. Balls don't even fly out of their damn hands. They just hold but, on to it. But I think this is the best natural Garrett Cole that there's ever been. I also think that, um, you know, he's got a leg up in the Cy Young just because I think he's mm. going to throw more innings than everybody else. Uh, you know, Shohei has obviously been unbelievable, but people forget he's in a six-man rotation because he also plays the the field and, and, and hits and all that shit. Yeah. So um, I, I would love to see... Garrett Cole, continue this for about 10 starts. Get to 10-0. and 0, oh, You know, yeah, get that. Awesome. I, I love it when somebody four starts off. He's 4-0 right now. 4-0. Four four uh, a 10-0 start. Start the All-Star game. That's that's kind of – and then maybe kind of cruise in the second half a little bit and then be ready for the postseason. I think yeah. he's, he's having his best year, and, and we talked about it before we went live. Keeping the ball in the ballpark. Oh, yeah, that, that's a major factor. The one thing that I've noticed about him, maybe you've noticed the same, is I think his biggest difference is two things. One, the fastball command has been phenomenal. So he's never leaving anything over the middle of the plate. It's either right. up, it's on the corners, maybe a little too far outside. But he's doing a very, very good job of missing that center of the plate. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, I don't have evidence of this because I don't know the numbers. But what I have noticed, and I would love to know if it's correct. Last year, he threw his change up a lot more and got hit and got a lot of homers off that pitch. He would go to his secondary pitches a little more. In, in big situations. I have noticed this year he's going a lot more fastball, slider, knuckle curve than the changeup. He threw a couple of changes today, but I don't feel like he's throwing it as much as he's thrown it last year. Last year he was throwing that pitch a lot, so if his, I remember well. His pitch distribution uh, this year, he's throwing the changeup about 12% of the time. I'm going to see if I can get uh, 2000. Last year. Yeah, I'm going to get 2022 numbers. So 2022, it was probably around the same. Eight percent of the time, he's actually throwing it more. Throwing it more. Wow. He's throwing okay, it, goes, it more. I'm, I'm, what the hell am I watching then? The fastball but, velocity is down okay. almost a mile per hour. See, so maybe he's sacrificing a little bit of extra velocity yeah. for Control. just command. Yeah. Yep, which is, I mean, it makes sense. He's throwing the slider a little bit less. Okay. Uh, and he's, he's, going, he's he, he knuckle curve he, more. So the curveball last year he threw it at ten uh, percent. Now he's throwing it thirteen percent. So the curveball is up. 
Okay. The, the fastball's up to 55% from 52% roughly. So the, the more fastballs, more curveballs, more changeups. ups uh, doesn't look like he's throwing the slider as much. Slider's down 3%. And the cutter, he's only thrown two of them this year. Last year he threw it uh, 6% of the time. This year it's less than 1%. So, you know, he he might have saw that uh, the Clark Schmidt results mm-hmm. last year. <laughs> last year hitters hit right. 267 off of the cutters, off the cutter yeah. with four home runs. Uh, the the main problem last year was that they hit 16 home runs off the fastball. They hit 221. This year so far, only hitting 167. So he's gotten mm. better. He's about 60 points better on the batting average. That's a big, big difference. Big difference. He, he just looks phenomenal. I know you mentioned, uh, I think I think you put a tweet out there talking about the haircut. The haircut is... Yeah. He, the haircut, he, man. It's he he the took haircut. it close. He took it, he took it down close. I actually... Um, I like the kind of longer, longer hair because it's not really a Yankee thing. It's like... Yeah, yeah it's a little I, different. So you you you're familiar with the folks at foul territory because you had yeah, Kratz yeah, yeah. on. You're having Braun on. Yep. They had a heated discussion the other day about the facial hair rule. I'm, to- and I'm all talking that. to Braun about that. I told him I got a beef with you, Braun. He said we're going to talk about it. I said we're going to talk about it. How do you feel? What's your stance on that? You know, to me, that's just something to tradition. And I, and I know sometimes tradition gets a little old school, but there's something about the uniform. Yeah. There's something about the uniform to me. It's a mm-hmm. uniform thing for the Yankees. Yeah. Look, guys well, can look dirty. They can still look dirty on the Yankees. Look at Sal Fasano. He was a yeah. dirty fuck. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the big mustache, the caterpillar. I like the mustache on the Yankee players. Yeah. Why do you think we – that's why we get so excited about a damn mustache. Right, right. You don't right. see it. So I was like, oh, my God, facial hair. I, I, I like the uniform style. I get it. It's not as – you know, up to par in today's standards. Guys want to hold beards. What's the big deal? To me, it's 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 a tradition of the uniform of the New York Yankees. And that that's the way I, I see it and feel about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Yankees don't have names on their uniforms because they try and discourage individuality. It's supposed to Correct. be all about the team. People think it's it's about looking like a banker or looking good on billboards or whatever. Right. No, it's about dis- uh, discouraging individuality and, and putting the pinstripes above all else. That's kind of yeah. what it is. But I also kind of agree, you know, that it's, it's 2023. Yeah. And I mean, what other job, like if, if it, you know, if I went into my office job and my, my boss said, uh, Derek, you got to cut your beard. I tell my my boss exactly where they can go <laughs> fuck themselves. Exactly. Go to that corner. Go to the southeast corner of the building, <laughs> and shove it up your fucking ass. That's what I would say. And I mean, you know, you're you're talking about human beings, and I don't know if any other human being should have the ability to regulate, uh, you know, what another person does with their own yeah. facial hair, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. but yeah. but uh, you know, I get it. There's, you know, going into the Yankees that uh, that. You know, if you sign there, you got to cut your you got to cut your hair. Yep. What I feel bad for is the guys who get traded and like have you know dreadlocks or like uh, been like growing a beard for yeah like Andrew for McCutcheon. two years. Yeah, yeah. I but, but what's worse is when they get traded there and then they're there for like a week and get they're cut. Really... And they, I had never grown this shit for two fucking years. Thanks. <laughs> my 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 thing is, man. Like, um, can you imagine like if the Yankees really one year go, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of this and whatever. And they end up getting like a Brandon Marsh and he looks the way he looks in the Yankees uniform with Philly. I mean, that would be the strangest damn thing in the history of the world. I, that would, I would be so friggin' weird. I would never I would I don't think it can happen. I, I don't think the Yankees, even if they do allow beards, like, you know, we've got relatively short beards. I could see right. this one day being a thing. 
I don't think they'll ever allow that, like, you know, no. stuck in a mine for two months beer. Johnny Damon, Red Sox. Yeah, no. That, no. No. The, um, man, that was, damn, what the hell did I just want to add on that? There was just something else. Oh, my God, I... I'm having a I'm having a getting old moment here. Just completely slipped my mind. Thirty five, uh, man. You're too young. Thirty five. I'm, I'm too I'm too young, and it happens every single day. I forgot I did some shit the other day. I forgot where I put it. I'm walking around the houses right in front of my computer. It Dude, was there the whole damn time. I'm going nuts I'm, about it. I'm turning forty next month. And I can't. I still I, can't believe that. I mean, anybody I, in the chat, you believe this guy's forty? I think he's bullshitting us. To be I, honest with you. I've had a uh, a stiff neck for going on two months now. <laughs> two months. And I, I asked the doctor. I said, Hey, man. Um, you know, is there anything I can do about this this stiff neck? Is there anything like do I do certain stretches? And they're like, no, that, that's just that's just what it is now. You just oh, hurt man. now. And I'm like, yeah, oh great. Man. The worst part about about feeling it is like all of a sudden you start your knees are cracking all the time. Like you said, I, I woke up the other day and I must have slept wrong on my on my side. My whole back left shoulder was like shot. I couldn't lift anything. I couldn't do nothing. So. Frankie said he looked 50, by the way. Oh, so. yeah. Tell, tell, this, tell this to 50. Hey, hey look at that. Look at that, Frankie. <laughs> you better watch it. He's going to get you in a little bicep choke and just flex the muscles on you. But one, one other thing, too, guys, I want to show on the screen real quick. We have done a very good job recently of getting more people to put a five-star review on Designated Spitters on Apple Podcasts and, of course, Spotify, wherever you watch podcasts. But guys, I got it on the screen right there. So go ahead. We are at five stars across the board. So thank you guys so much. But go ahead and make sure you do that and leave a five-star review for us because we deserve it, damn it. That is yeah. why you should do it because we deserve it. So Derek, Yankees are now moving on. After this, they'll face the Angels. What do you think mm -hmm. about that series? I'm glad we're not going to uh, have to face Shohei as a pitcher. Right. Yeah, well, actually, you know what? I feel like he's gotten annihilated both times he's come in as a pitcher. But yeah, yeah that's not, I, I think they try to avoid happen. him facing the Yankees. I really do. Yeah, I don't think maybe. they like him facing the Yankees. It's weird. It's like David Price. You know, just he would yeah. somehow get get a, a migraine or a, a sore toe yep. every time that that uh, he had to face the Yankees, especially in Boston. Um, you know, uh, I think the Yankees will beat the Angels at least two out of three. Yeah, but. Um, I'm a little bit worried about you know Clark Schmidt in Game One. Uh, I don't know. I, right now he's he's the scheduled pitcher. I yeah. feel like I feel like I would skip right over him and go right to Brito. I would. I, I'm I'm really interested in to see the Brito rebound. Yeah. I, I this this next game is going to tell you a lot about Johnny Brito, and I think it's something to keep your eyes on, guys, because look, he didn't just get beat up. I mean, he got shell shocked. He got destroyed. I mean. The worst outing you can have, he, he basically had one of the worst-case scenarios. It's like going in the ring as a fighter and go, well, the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to get knocked out. I mean, if, yeah. I, if I'm comfortable with that, I can move forward. And he got the KO, basically. So how he recovers from this is going to be um, very, very interesting. And unfortunately, if Clark Smith is starting that game, I might be a little too wild for the boys yeah. on, uh, on Tuesday. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I feel like the the Brito thing. What was encouraging was his attitude afterwards. Yes, yes. You know, he was like, "Let's get right back to work." You know, he was not, "Oh, woe is me," or you know, uh, "Was I tipping my pitches?" He wasn't. He didn't look shook. He was like, "Well, yeah. it happens. It's baseball, baby. Let's go." That's right. That's right. And then he's ready to get back out there. I hope he does. Last thing I want to discuss real quick is kind of unfortunately going back to the whole outfield situation with Stanton being out. What do you do? What, what, what is, what is your, 
infield. You don't. We don't got to go over all of it, but whatever you sure. want to do. Your infield, your outfield is is Oswald Peraza. Uh, I guess he's not a long term option, but no. I mean, so, I think DJ has to get the bulk of the bats at at DH, especially if um, if Donaldson's back. You know, I think they're going to play Donaldson until he proves that you know to them anyway. He's already proven to me, but in, until he proves to them that he can't do it anymore. But I want DJ uh, off his feet as much as possible. He's to me yeah. a guy who really will benefit from being a DH for a while because no he can question. still he can still hit. As we but, saw today, I mean, the, the, yeah. the two RBIs are all LeMayu. Big base hit the right, and then the right. home run right over the fence. But we've been talking about, like, he, you know, he can't play five days a week in the field anymore. He's going to break down, and what do you know? He's breaking down. So, I, I to me, I, I'm going to use this time, these next eight weeks, to let DJ be the DH about three days a week. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I think the outfield situation has to be – uh, Frenchie, Oswaldo, and Judge. I mean, I, I think that yeah. is the outfit you got to run with for a little while. Uh, Bader may be starting a rehab assignment pretty soon, so mm -hmm. that's good. I think Anthony Volpe is the leadoff hitter going forward. Yeah, I don't oh, think that oh, changes yeah. with yeah. Stanton being out. I think Volpe's going to stay in that spot for good. Dude, how about the stolen bases? He was just on he's, fire. He, he's awesome, I don't, I don't think I anybody's going to throw him out. I No, he, he does he, a cool little jump. Like, he yeah. does two hops, and then he just, boom, goes. And I, the thing about him... That I've that people don't understand this a lot of times. When you run, there's a certain thing called uh, your acceleration. Some yeah. guys it takes them a little while to really get the full speed. Yeah. Volpe's acceleration is like that. Yeah, he's, he's like a missile. He's quick, quick. Yeah, he's got a kinetic lead, so he stays in motion. The one downside to that is it makes you susceptible to a pickoff because if they yes. turn around and throw while you're, you're in midair, you all the best you can do. And we saw it one time. He he managed to get back. He has you have to. Basically, plant your feet while you're in midair. And if you ever tried that, it's really hard to do. Yeah, yeah. And turn and pivot and get back. And he's, you know, he's not very tall, so he doesn't have really the yeah. reach to get back if he gets too Correct. far. So it's really a science experiment for him to try and figure out, you know, these major league pitchers and maybe try and get them to make a couple of pickoff throws while you're you're kind of doing your shorter hops. Mm. And mm. then when they, once they've used up their two throws, it's like, oh, I can get a bigger hop. <clears throat> And, and then you you go, and you just hope that there's not two strikes on the hitter or whatever by that point. Right. And the other thing I mentioned about Anthony Volpe today by just watching him for the time we've been able to watch him every single day is, man, when people talk about this kid's baseball IQ, it's on, it's on display almost every day. I don't care what the batting average shows right now. It doesn't matter to me. Anthony Volpe has a lot of the stuff that people pointed out as a real legit advantage for him, and baseball IQ is really one of them. He reads pitchers very well when he's on base. He knows the right time to go, and he, he does all that well. There was a play the other day that I don't know if a lot of people really paid attention to. He bobbled the ball at shortstop, but the runner was at second base. It was hit in front of him. And he bobbled it, and it went away from him. He immediately had the trigger in his head, go to second base. Mm -hmm. And he got the guy in the tag at second yeah. base. Yeah. But a lot of players aren't thinking like that so quickly at one one being Glaber Torres. No yeah. disrespect on Glaber Torres, but I when you when I talk about baseball IQs of a player, I, I put Anthony Volpe here and Glaber somewhere down here. There's just yeah. a difference. You know, different players obviously have different mental skill sets. They also, you know, there's things that Glaber does that are are tough for other. You know, Glaber hits really well in the clutch, right? He and not every not not everybody has, has that, that gene. Yeah, uh, has that gene, right? Uh, you know, Glaber is. Uh, 
one of these guys who he's a good base runner without being very fast. Yes. You know, he correct. doesn't make a lot correct. of mistakes on the bases. He's a smart base runner. He doesn't steal a ton of bases, but he steals bases. I just think he's a positive on the base base pass. But, you know, uh, defensively, he's definitely a step below Volpe in terms yeah, of, no uh, you know, and we saw it at shortstop. The play that Volpe made the other day uh, where he flipped to Glaber, I thought Glaber made a great yes. tag on that. Yes. That was a great tag yes. by Glaber. It was just a great heads-up baseball play overall. I mean, and, and those are the type of things that Glaber, that um, Anthony Volpe brings to the table. So I do expect that Volpe is going to stay there. Now, they did say that. Donaldson's probably going to need some DH time early on. So I think you'll see Donaldson get some DH at-bats, and, and that'll be mixed in with DJ LeMayu. But um, the Yankees right now are, are, you know, they were already beat up, and now they're more beat up. And I guess the hope is that we get Bader back pretty soon. The hope is that these young kids continue to perform, and maybe the Yankees are a little more open to letting these guys play. The other option that somebody brought to me was, hey, Pete, is there a situation where the Yankees play LeMayu over JD and LeMayu uh, Le over JD and then Glaber gets some DH games and Peraza stays up? And I simply said, no. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. The Yankees have no interest in keeping Peraza up for whatever reason. They just don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, it makes you wonder what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, it really does because at this point, I would have to believe that there's got to be like um, a major injury to either Glaber or, God forbid, to either one of them. I don't want it to happen, but to right. either Glaber or Volpe for Peraza to actually get regular playing time is, is the way I see it. Wouldn't be shocked if Peraza gets dealt if the Yankees do decide to oh, make man. a move. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it might be might might personally be the best thing that could happen for him too at this point. Maybe is that he does get moved. So. Guys, we have currently right now over 200 plus in here, 113 likes. Guys, hit that like button. Uh, Derek, I'll leave it up to you. Do you have any last comments for us? I mean, you know, I guess just hang in there again uh, with uh, with some of these injuries and stuff. The Yankees are not at full strength yet, but we got Rodon coming back. We got uh, Bader coming back. I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, and Sevy eventually at some point. <laughs> Somebody will yeah, be. Fingers there. crossed. Let's just hope, yeah, that there's nothing else. But I, I even put a tweet about that the other day is that somebody said, you know, <clears throat> how can you judge Can you judge the Yankees to right now? And I said, no, I can't because we haven't seen the Yankees yet, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of things we could be upset about, a, a lot of things that we don't, um, at least for me personally, that I wish the Yankees did better. But at the end of the day, like Derek said, he's right. It is still early in this year. We have been a bit injured and I just hope to see everybody back and then we can really see what the New York Yankees are made of, what they're capable of. We haven't even got to see Cole Rodon back-to-back. -back. I can't wait to watch that. Alec Manoa. Alex Manoa. Uh, seven earned runs today. 6.98 ERA this year. He talked all that shit. He shouldn't too, have talked all that shit, man. Too many trips to Taco Bell this winter. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That, that, those, those Mickey D's chicken nuggies are really getting yeah. you. You got too much <laughs> dipping sauce on you there, buddy boy. Too uh, much dipping sauce to get you. People don't understand. A lot of times, the condiments that get you. It's, it's the, the calories and the condiments. Absolutely. Calories and the condiments. Keep the mayo <laughs> down. Keep that buffalo sauce, barbecue sauces to a limit, Manoa. All right? <laughs> I wonder if they are. Are they, are they big on condiments in uh, Canada? I wonder. I don't know. I've never been. Me either. Maybe we got to do a designated spit as a lie from Canada. <laughs> let, let the Canadian folks <laughs> see Fuck what Canada. we're on. 
with that being said, guys, we are out. Have a great rest of your day. I am going to go see It's a Me, a Simonetti <laughs> right now, and I'm super duper excited. So, adios, guys. Derek, say goodbye to everyone. See you later, guys. Peace. We're out of here. Talk to you guys soon. Before it hits the front page.